Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet whose schedule is more wibbly-wobbly than the doctor's. It's like, seriously, it got <laughs> crazy this last couple of weeks. So like, confusing. What are we even doing? <laughs> what episode is it? <laughs> it's the noobs and the and that's for sure. My name is Austin, I'm the Hoobie, and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the, the noobs. noobs. And this is the podcast, introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who, who haven't. haven't. So welcome to episode 106, I think I got that right, covering <laughs> series 7, episode 10, Journey to the Center of the TARDIS. This is the one where the doctor and Clara have to get to the center, uh, century, 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 British spellings, British spellings. <laughs> center of the TARDIS to stop it from blowing up, only to find out it already blew up. So they have to stop it before it starts using a big friendly button and time travel. <laughs> this is story number 236, originally airing April 27th. 2013 to i'm just gonna say 7.69 million viewers because nobody's checking anyway <laughs> yeah no, i'm just kidding <laughs> this was another one of those ones where it was like all kinds of weird numbers i just smashed them all together 7.69 million viewers ish we'll call it yes uh written by steve thompson and directed by matt king Under- uh, only matt with one t and, uh, what do you mean <laughs> is it, huh is that supposed to be Matt with one T? Yeah, that is that is not misspelled. That is hmm. Matt with one T, which oh, means it's not short for Matthew. Spelling. That poor child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his whole life, right? Are you sure you spelled this right? Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I was more thinking of, you know, like well, him having to explain to people like, no, it's only one T. But like imagine his kindergarten teacher being like, I think you spelled your name wrong, Matt. Calling his parents just like, for some reason, your kid just can't seem to spell his name right. <laughs> Oh, no, that really is his name. Oh, Actually, so it's you that can't spell it. <laughs> Under uh, miscellaneous trivia, this is... Bu- I'm not sure how this is possible. This is the first Doctor Who episode to have the word TARDIS in the title. That sounds what? like it can't that possibly sound right. be right. It took us... We got to almost 50 years before we got one with TARDIS in the title. So I do wow. not think that's right. And also, they misspelled center. Anyway. Well... <laughs> 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 Guys, Noobs in the Hoobie is brought to you by R5 Website Management. Get your world-class hosting, domain registration, and security at an awesome, awesome price. You guys head on over to store.r5websitemanagement.com. Use the code NOOBS at checkout for 15% off your tire your tire order. <laughs> <laughs> Thought we were selling websites. <laughs> no, no, no. Get no, a no, free I'm, tire okay. with I forgot your to, website. I forgot, to, uh, I forgot to change the ad copy here. We're actually making a pivot during these difficult times. <laughs> into the tire business. So yes. come by, get 15% off your tire order and build your website about tires today. <laughs> We're tired. Okay, the checklist. That was a pun that just happened. It just happened. Sure. Uh, the name of the episode spoken in dialogue, I, I had to amend the notes because I originally put check and then I realized, oh, wait, no, we, we actually didn't because what I wrote down was the doctor saying shortcut to the center of the TARDIS. Which and then I remember the title. The title is Journey to the Center of the TARDIS. So we. So. Kind of got it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say, like, you get most of the way there. Yeah. All, almost. Yeah. We'll, we'll give you 50% credit. <laughs> yes. half, half credit, and uh, good luck next time. Yes. Uh, the creature of the week were the time zombies. That's what, uh, <laughs> that's what the wiki called them. The Identifying time zombies. Clara. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So we, there, there's, there's some. Um, there's some dissent within the notes here. I put that it was two of the Van Balen brothers and Clara and that were burned by a star 
It was yeah. powering it was the sort of the star's or? radiation, or I don't know. They definitely should have died a lot sooner than they did. Yeah. Because in a yeah. not that far back shot, you can see both the doctor and the star from a side view at the same time. Oh, right. <laughs> Again, we always get scale wrong. But uh, so my, my description was it's the Van Balen brothers and Clara burned by the star and they die but live and. So that's, I guess that's why they're zombies because the doctor literally says you died and like it happened again. You died again. So he's considering the zombie creatures to be that those people died. And so therefore they're, they're attacking them. And that's one of those kind of things where it's like, just because you died horribly, does that mean that you're going to then try and murder everyone on the ship with you? Not to and mention plus, how does touching versions each other? of yourself. Well, yeah. Yeah. And how does touching each other, like, make them die all of a sudden? Because uh, no, when they just, touched each other. It's just that they other. happen to touch each other at the moment that their bodies finally succumb to the star. So, all right, let's, let's get back to, hang on, let's, we, we will thoroughly dissect these baddies in just a minute. But uh, the, the dissension in the ranks here was that I put it was the Van Balen brothers and Clara. And Corbin, you say there was a fourth one? I'm pretty sure that the, was the doctor. It was the doctor, too. Because I do not there was one that doctor. had his hand on his face like it was stuck there. Yeah. And then the doctor does this and then he's like, whoa, wait, it's us all along or whatever the crap he did, you know. Yeah. I see. I was, sure. I was confused about that because I remember there was the one with his hand on his face. But then yeah. at one point it looked like the two that were melded together. One of them had its hand on its face. So then I was kind of confused, which is not uncommon. <laughs> <laughs> For this show, <laughs> I meant not for me. <laughs> Which is not uncommon. The other weird thing about them is that, like, they were standing next to a star and they were pretty much perfectly yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. They're like, and oh, then, it's and slight less bit than hot. a second, they just yeah. poof into now they're molten like, zombie yeah. people or whatever the crap they are. <laughs> well, and, uh, yeah. It's not like they died of radiation. No, like they turned into molten yeah, lava. They toasted rock. like a marshmallow. Yeah, and it looked like and the crackly like lava rock. Ex- you see. Exactly, and it's like nothing was happening until you yeah, know, they just it just flipped. all of a sudden happened all, of a sudden. all at once in a, in a moment. Which <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess since I brought up the marshmallow thing, kind of that does happen sometimes. It's not like they, they w- it's not like they were on fire. It. Yeah, they didn't catch on fire. They just. Had burned. These were not my favorite bad guys. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They were. Plus, they were only there for like twenty seconds. So, no, they were chasing them around for a little while, right? Yeah, they were throughout most of the episode. I mean, that was really only even that scene was was kind of a long scene. What? Yeah. No, no. no, Remember, they were chasing them around for a while. I kind of only assumed it was the first. Well, that one scene with them. I don't remember the whole getting chased around. Yeah, yeah. They were chasing them kind of throughout the TARDIS and that. That kind of thing, but um, so yeah, they they are not uh, by any stretch my my favorite creature of the week. Um, I mean, they're creepy as all get out. And they're <laughs> cool, but then it's like, but wait, what? that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Your yeah. origin story makes no sense. The creepiest yeah. monsters is ourselves. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You are uh, your own worst enemy. Trip yeah. took that way deeper than I think it was intended to be. I think it was just supposed to be time travel yeah. is weird, isn't it? Um, 
Yeah, so that that's the other thing is uh, that is the one thing I do like about them is mm. that it turns out it, it was them it was all along. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that that's kind of cool. But then we just undo all of that. Yes, but only halfway. I don't know. Anyways, man, whatever. Uh, so the CGI. Um, I said that the the exploded TARDIS center, the engine or the center or the heart or whatever mm-hmm. he was calling it this episode, uh, where they're walking around in that white room with all the parts just sort of hanging there, that was pretty cool. I thought that yeah. was, yeah. I thought that was pretty good CGI. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, I think that was the screen grab that I used for the artwork for this episode, I believe. Um, so y'all guys can go check that. Yes. Quick. Pull mm-hmm. that up on your iPod. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your iPod. Uh, let's see. We didn't get anything about bow ties Wait, or reading glasses that mean or hats. Is this the second time that the TARDIS has exploded? What do you mean? Cause it exploded and caused the crack. And this time it's like yes. starting and it's, to explode. And it caused a bit of a rift in time as well. But it that's did the whole thing. start destroying the whole universe. Because like the previous... No. So the it was blowing t- up differently this time. Well, it paused it, which... Uh, that's true. The TARDIS it did the wrap, it, wrap around itself. Because it, it, what it was... Was is, that why it was a white room? It could or always was it just die. in a white I think that was just to look cool. I don't know. Why didn't it do that the first time that it started exploding then? They shouldn't have introduced like this new mechanic. Didn't it? It yeah. kind of did. Remember because River was was stuck in a loop in it? I don't as know. it was exploding? Was it? Because the exploding was... The exploding TARDIS was acting as the sun. Yeah. So all the stars in the universe went out, but the only reason we had a sun was because the TARDIS was exploding slowly or something. So, um, so yeah, it was... Uh, we'll we'll get into it. Stars yeah. do anyways <laughs> explode. They're always just exploding slowly. Sort, well, so sort every of, star yeah. is yes. a previous so, TARDIS? Uh, no. No, that is not the conclusion. <laughs> that's a stretch. That's a, that's a stretch. <laughs> so every star is a TARDIS. It's not, uh, no, it's not what we said at all. How did you gather no, that? No, son. Every star is a dream. What? Uh, an exploding dream? <laughs> an exploding dream. <laughs> every star is one of your way, dreams it that really is exploding. Sad. Every star is a dream. Then it runs. Uh, so anyways, we did get a Geronimo that brings our running count up to 13 right before they jumped over the, the snarl, uh, right before the, the, the fake uh, canyon chasm thing. Uh, we got a good Geronimo. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was and that was that was a good heartfelt Geronimo. It wasn't one of, because at least two of Geronimo. his Geronimos have been, yeah. Geronimo. Yeah. <laughs> and then obligatory yeah. line. <laughs> like, could you put any more effort behind that line, Doctor? No. No, I like <laughs> the first take. No, I cannot. No. Uh, so under Jiggery Pokery, obviously, we've got a lot about the TARDIS to talk about. So Who let's talk about guess? the TARDIS. Yeah, let's talk about the TARDIS. Um, so again, the TARDIS and Clara aren't getting along. Uh, the Doctor tries to let Clara fly the TARDIS for a little bit to get to know her. <laughs> Remember, because, you know, she's like, it's like a cat, you know, it takes Meaning a while to warm up. this is the third person that the doctor is taught to. Who else? Uh, River and one of the old companions from Classico, I think. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was it? And then there was the doctor? Avengers Assemble episode where, like, everybody flew the TARDIS all together. <laughs> that? They were all standing around yeah. the control panel. It's all... actually designed to be flown by eight. <laughs> what? Yeah, what? No, wait, no, wait. But the doctor all does sudden, it on his own all the time. <laughs> <It's>, uh, poorly, <laughs> we would have to admit. It does make the control panel shape make more sense. Yeah. It's got 
eight sides. But it still doesn't make sense why anyone pilots it when it can drive itself. I mean, you know, when you have uh, a he's sentient a, being. I mean, he's not I mean, even controlling it's kind of like, half the time. Why do you control a horse? You know, why well, not just let just, it roam around? Just go. Well, I wouldn't try and control <laughs> the horse if the horse took me to places where I needed to solve problems. <laughs> so... Yeah, but it's more fun this way if the doctor can pretend. Anyways, uh, apparently the TARDIS has her own gravity. So this there's a little bit of a a little bit of a continuity problem here. Did y'all did y'all did y'all catch that? Oh, because the pool fell into the library. This is not the first time we've seen the TARDIS laying on its side, is it? And with the eleventh Doctor, for that matter. And he was all like struggling with it that time. Yeah, he was like climbing up. The floor of the TARDIS. But we've explained to come out. this before. Explained what? That it has its own gravity. Because in the one with Amy and Rory, she had to like, Amy had to climb around, like the tunnel that was going this way, and then there was another tunnel going the other way, and she had to like go around the wall to try and get. Oh, so yeah, she didn't the t- fall the through. Gravity there was a little bit twisty and stuff. Yeah, but, because mm-hmm. the TARDIS had powered yeah. down. Right, right, but but in this case we. Um, it, it it makes sense, right? The the TARDIS is laying at a, like almost laying on its side, and yet when they go through the doors, all of a sudden they're standing upright on the floor, and everybody's like, "What?" And he's what like, "She's got her own gravity." But like we said, when in the eleventh hour when he crashed, he had to like use a grappling hook and like, <laughs> climb his way out like a mountaineer or something. So maybe that's because it was damaged. Oh, what? But. I don't think they were. There's also about damaged that. in this one because it was like exploding. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's probably more things in a fifty-year show. Yeah, exactly. Inconsistency. How <laughs> dare they? <laughs> uh, let's see. He manually cut on the exhaust fans this time instead of mm-hmm. just hollering like he did before. He was like exhaust fans. Yeah, actually, then, I said exhaust fans. I had the wrong word. It's extrapolator fans or something. Oh yeah, is that what he said? Extrapolator. I think is. I think that's what it said extrapolator fans on oh that worked that has to be the dumbest name for those <laughs> things that you could get why, <laughs> why, why does that have to be the dumbest yeah name? what Ex- it could have been called the boobaroos <laughs> the boober i don't know <laughs> what well i was trying to think of the dumbest random you got me there i could it would be weirder if it, <laughs> i actually came up with a joe versus the volcano reference somehow so uh, that was just a little easter egg for I don't even know what Joe versus the volcano fans yeah. out there. Uh, yeah, exactly. How many of those are there? I wonder. Uh, uh, zero. On, on no, there's a movie called Joe versus the volcano, and there's a there's a very valuable uh, mineral on this island, and it's called Buburu because the natives named it, and the eighties were racist. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice one, guys. <laughs> Way to go, guys. Uh, so let's see that uh, he he manually turned on the fans this time um i wrote in the notes the tardis has a self-destruct and then no it doesn't it's that was a fake out yeah um, but it was still exploding so i mean it because was they it was legitimately oh i'm sorry I, I just i just looked it up and double checked it was extractor fans not not extrapolator because extrapolation that means <laughs> extraction are two different things <laughs> i know with like graphs extrapolation means like yeah figuring out what's going to come next or whatever the crap. So, well, you know, they say there's two kinds of people in the world. Those who can extrapolate from incomplete information. Ha ha ha. Moving right on. (laughs) Uh, So there's a room with the doctor slash melody slash rivers crib 
and Amy's craft paper TARDIS. Now, the Wikia said that it referenced that there's a room with a bunch of stuff in it, and it said including the crib that we've seen before, and then it said, and including a model replica of the TARDIS. And I'm like, that is definitely mm-hmm. Amy Pond's yeah. little paper mache TARDIS. Yeah. It is that definitely saw, that the one. The doctor literally picked up in her <sighs> room. I think he did. Yeah, Seriously, it, when he went into his room. It has been on camera in someone's hand multiple times throughout the series. They just the used the same prop. Yeah. And nobody... <laughs> and the Wakia is like, yeah. ah, it's uh, some random uh, oh, no, small copy of the TARDIS. I'm like, what? <laughs> Ram- so I guess, we, I guess we need to go uh, edit the notes there or something like uh-huh. that. Tell so. them they're wrong. You're wrong. That's, uh, How dare you? How if we dare start you writing sure. the Wikipedias... Yes, a small model of a police box is what it says. What? Uh, let's see. Okay, then there was other random stuff throughout the TARDIS. Um, there was an observatory with the telescope from the episode Tooth and Claw. Yeah, that we just what? totally passed by. I was like, wait, yeah, is they that were just, from something? Clara was just running by, yeah. and she looks in, and there's a giant telescope. And it was the telescope from Tooth yeah, and Claw. Yeah, where he threw the diamond on the ground or whatever. Yes, and which it is such a random thing to have at all. It feels like they just had that, and they're like, if we don't use this again soon, <laughs> we're going to have to get rid of it. <laughs> It's very well could be. Um, there was also the pool, and I wrote down the pool from midnight. But he has it, mentioned that the TARDIS has a pool before, so it yeah. Could but just this be looked like pool. the pool from midnight. Now, and I, I don't mean it was the pool from midnight. Yeah. But I mean it in the same like way the that same that model. probably wasn't the actual telescope from the episode Tooth and Claw. It was probably the same model. a replica that the TARDIS made for him, or something like that. So I'm wondering if the pool is supposed to be a replica of his favorite pool on midnight or something like that. I don't yeah. Know. So, hey, uh, it was really interesting. Uh, we talked last week about a portion of the eye of harmony. Portion's not the right word. It was something like that. A subset or something of the eye of harmony. We talked about that last week and then Jared blew our ever loving minds. I'm um, talking about how it was actually like a collapsing star above uh-huh. a black hole that Rassilon, uh, you know, suspended time in order to power all of the Time Lord technology. And I was like, was that what wow, that was? was a lot in just one offhanded reference of this is part of the Eye of Harmony. Uh-huh. In this episode, we actually saw the Eye of Harmony. It was, first of all, it was on the map. So there's a there was a part where the doctor's looking at a screen and there's like a map of the mm-hmm. TARDIS. It's still very abstract. It's like, there mm-hmm. is an engine room. <laughs> <laughs> and then it said, Eye of Harmony. And then we actually got to see it. And it turns out that the Eye of Harmony was the, the thing that made the time zombies. Uh, so, yeah. uh, again, playing a playing a, a crucial part in the Time episode. lava zombies. Time lava zombies. Whatever you want to call them. That's right. Uh, then we Burnt had the zombies. architectural reconfiguration system. This was the other thing that was on the map. Mm-hmm. It, it just listed it as Arc Recon, which sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's the architectural reconfiguration system. It reconfigures particles into anything you need. And I'm like, okay, are we at the level of like Superman throwing his logo from his chest at this point <laughs> where we're just like, and the doctor has a machine that can make anything. I mean, like we've already seen it. Like what about another TARDIS? Uh, ooh. Oh, oh. <laughs> but those have to grow. Or I'm sure something. that's going to be, yeah, right. it's going to be one of those things where it's like, oh, well, that's entirely too complex. You know, uh-huh. like, on, like on, uh, on Star Trek where they claim that, what is it? Um, latinum is too, too complicated to synthesize with a replicator. And that's why it's 
valuable because it can make everything except for this one thing because we say so (laughs) yeah right like why why absolutely um but yeah i love that idea of the tardis can literally i mean like we've seen the tardis just like poop out a new sonic (laughs) screwdriver Yeah. Right. Maybe that's what that was. But uh, yeah, obviously, and it must have. There must be like a series of tubes that delivered it to the control room. Yes. Um. So it can just <clears throat> make whatever you need. And I love. I love the. Maybe um, that's how he always fixes the tires. Uh. Yeah. That's yeah. how he gets all the light bulbs for the light on. Top. That's where the light bulbs come from. Yes. I love the guy who had the essentially the tricorder from Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, that was identifying <laughs> everything, and he walks by a door and it goes everything. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> everything. This room uh, contains everything you could ever want. And I'm like, <laughs> how does that wow. thing know that? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that scanner was a little too precise. Because then he also like recognized Clara as uh, whatever town she was from and sass. <laughs> <laughs> and then recognized the dead burning zombie as the same thing. Well, I guess oh, right. could, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it must right. have scanned Clara. And yeah. then when it scanned the lava... And, monster dude they knew that the genes were similar so yeah right but that's what corbin is saying is like it could recognize it through all of the like burned up melty time zombie did they never accidentally point that thing at their younger brother and it's like human he's like y'all said i was an android what (laughs) they're just like ah this thing's on the fritz (laughs) it's like whack it and it's ignore that try it again we're gonna Keep up this charade, charade. a little longer. This Point it, like, evil charade that intentionally you're next to so him, and then just like say, "Android." Turn it off and go machine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very valuable machine. Uh, so let's see. There was also a library with a history of the Time War. Can I just hmm. ask, who in the world wrote that? <laughs> the doctor. I. I, I mean. <laughs> Right? He would have had to I guess. A time I mean, unless it's like it before it happened. the incomplete history of the Great Time War. Like, a history of the Great Time War so far. <laughs> you know, like, uh, but at any rate, and so there was... Clara now knows the doctor's name. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna circle back to that because I, I got I got some bad news for you. Uh, so there was um, wait a minute. Where the where the I had a I do bad. I had another thing. Isn't it weird how she opened that book to a random page and, and then, then went, found oh, out the, the doctor's page with the doctor's name on it? Yeah, that's like, well, oh, that's look, convenient. Name. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> convenient. Uh, there was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot in this episode reiterating the fact that the TARDIS is sentient, uh, including Tricky p- picking up on it, like <laughs> throughout the whole episode. Um, like, seems which to be living. Is weird. Uh, yeah, yeah because he's suffering. Yeah, he seemed to be saying that as an android. Except it turns out later in the episode that he's not an android, so I guess he could just sense that or some crap. Yes, he was just very in tune I with things. Yeah. Cause he was I mean, why would an android know any more than a human? I don't know. Cause don't know. Why would that human know any robot, more than any other you know? human? Because uh, people are special. <laughs> <laughs> because he has the robot eyeballs. <laughs> he, yes, he has the sight. Ooh, Ooh. It's double meaning. Uh, let's see. And then Eleven describes it as, uh, describes the TARDIS as infinite. And I am wondering if this is the first time that this is explicitly stated. Can you guys think of anything in New Who so far where it was just, it, it was just set, set outright. The TARDIS is infinite. 
Because, mm, no. I mean, we've sort of seen that idea, right? Like, so first of all, you walk through the tiny little door of the tiny little police box, mm-hmm. and there's a giant room in there, and it's bigger on the inside. And then one day, after we've been watching the show for, I don't know, two and a half seasons, they go down a hallway or something, and like, there's a wardrobe. Like, whoa. Or like, there's like a whole walk-in closet where, where um, actually, I guess that was Tenet that did that. Went into the wardrobe to get his new uh, swishy coat <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And then we hear mentions of, now granted, this is us coming from it without Classic Who, because there's already been mentions of some of this stuff. Uh, but then there's mentions of the pool and the library and bedrooms. And like, whoa, this thing bed, is so bed. A bed with a ladder. Um, there's, Spectacular. <clears throat> Yeah, there's all these kinds of hints at things. But then all of a sudden, the doctor, and, and, and th- th- we've even had, you know, Rory and Amy wandering the corridors mm-hmm. of the TARDIS, you know, so there's more than just like one hallway with, a, with some bedrooms off the, off the side or something. It just goes. And, and then we saw <clears throat> the carcasses of all the different uh, TARDISes. Oh, yeah. On, on, uh, on house? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're, we've, we've been hinting at how big is the TARDIS? Like how far does it go? And the doctor finally just says, oh, it's infinite. Because it can it just reconfigure itself. Yeah. Not only is it infinite, quarters. it's infinitely changing. Yeah. yeah like mm-hmm. alterable. Like if I walk one direction, <coughs> then turn around and walk back the du- same direction that I yeah. came. You might I not end up where would, you started. Yeah. Which and happens a couple times in this episode, right? And also, yeah. if I'm walking in one straight direction, I could end up exactly where I walked through. Because that's what right. happened with right. uh, Clara. Because she, yeah. yeah. she walked yep. around she walked the hall and then yep. she and came in. And ended up back in the control like, room. Wait a uh, we've even seen multiple control rooms. We learned um, mm-hmm. on the episode that you were referencing a second ago, uh, the, uh, the doctor's wife. You ones that haven't existed yet. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we have archived... Control rooms. Plus, there's the same control room twice in this episode. And what did he call it? He called it echo. An echo. So not only do we have like multiple. How many? How many did Sexy say it was? It was like twenty-seven control rooms or something. Like we haven't even had that many. Yeah, yeah. So she's got like more control rooms than there actually have existed. And then on top of that, there's also some sort of temporal echo versions of them as well. So that two people can be standing in the same control room yeah. at the same time. Well, but at whatever they were doing there. Yeah. That was a bunch of baloney. I, <laughs> nothing they said there made any sense. They're like, Oh, she's flip flopping back and forth. Like really fast. Yeah. A million so times a second. Or whatever, she can yeah. hear us, but we can't hear her and we can't see her and she can't see us. She can only hear us for some reason. No, no, no we could only, we could hear her. Oh, she couldn't she hear even us. Hear we could no. She no. couldn't hear us. We could hear okay. her. We're flipping back, but like, only sometimes. Once every atom. She was in oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the echo version, which was a quintillion so a second. How come they can they can hear her but not see her? And why can't she do either of those things? Yeah, and they couldn't hear the. And why can you pull her through? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, none, none of that. None grab of that my hand. Sense. Yoink. Okay, now you're in this room. <laughs> Yoink. Uh, so let's see, uh, keep it on with the checklist here. The doctor, or excuse me, uh, the, the, the question slash doctor who, uh, while reading the, the history of the great time war, um, as you were talking about a minute ago, Clara says, 
oh, so that's who. And then kind of gets, you know, trails off, gets cut off or whatever. And then later on, she says, you call yourself the doctor. Why? You have a name. I've seen it in a tiny corner. Wow. So that's the other thing is like, what does that mean? It's in a, in a corner. A small like, corner of the book. It wasn't in the story. It wasn't in the book. In the corner of the book, it said the doctor's true name is. Yeah, uh, (laughs) Yeah, my name is. (laughs) Like, oh, that's convenient that I flipped to this page. That's right. Uh, So we'll we'll come back to that 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 whole uh, wibbly wobbly ball right there in just a minute. But um, wrapping up the list with existential horror that we haven't explored in a little while. Mm -hmm. How about Tricky's brother um, deciding to pretend that he was a stinking android? They suck. Yeah, they suck hardcore. Implemented. electronic voice and gave you some weird eyes yeah right. yeah well that wasn't that there was an accident and he lost his eyes and his like he, he could like he lost his eyes and his and his speech and his so memory. they replaced him with the with the oh and his memory that's right yeah that's right that's right um you know the 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 key three essential things that you have to have in order to pull off this prank yeah, right. <laughs> which makes it sound like it was an inside job uh but at any rate they they just decide like as a laugh, let's tell him he's an android, and then oh, let's keep it up for a few years. Yeah. What? I like how they decide to make him look like, like he's a better person now. At the end of the episode, where he's like, "Back off of him," but he doesn't actually say. By the way, you're not an android. He just says, "Don't mess with the android so much." Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing. Is like, oh, okay, now he's gonna defend his his brother. He's still not gonna tell him he's not an android. Yeah, right. Jeez. So imagine, you know, Tricky all of a sudden discovering that he's he's actually a human. Like, which is a weird twist. Normally in science fiction, you find out You're you were an the android. android. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Um, I don't know. I don't know of another example. At least I'm not coming up with one off the top of my head of an android turning out to actually have been a human all along. Dun, dun, dun. I feel like it would have been next to impossible for him to not have realized at some point, though. Hey, when I do this, it feels like meat and not like metal. But he said he has a he has a um, outer layer. He has of skin. a skin outer layer. It's like he was saying though that, oh, I have metal bones, and people like ripped the freaking flesh and meat off of some other dude and put it on <laughs> me. Yeah, maybe it was grown. So I I have everything except my my bones are metal or like. <laughs> and I have a different a processor instead of a brain. I don't know. It's it, definitely interesting. Um, other stuff that we noticed uh, getting back to the library or whatnot. When when Clara was hiding in the library, did y'all catch the Encyclopedia Gallifreya? Did y'all catch it? No. <laughs> so she crouches down, and right above her head on the shelf behind her is the Encyclopedia Gallifreya that is a bunch of jars of liquid. So a Apparently, the Encyclopedia oh. Gallifreya transmits knowledge via... That's not what I thought it was. I thought it was jars of, like, air that, you know, you talk into it, and then boop, and, like, you can listen... <laughs> I don't know what that is. You can, like, listen to the person talking about it. I thought that's what it was. I thought they had, like, stored someone's voice in there. I didn't Why think Why did it was you water. think this? I love this idea. Because. <laughs> Why? They look, so much they look empty. And I'm like, it's empty jars. No, there's some kind of, like, so, white liquid in there. Milky. They definitely looked empty. <laughs> so, okay. That would All right. be so amazing. Okay. All right. So, let's just, let's just forget about the fact that there was definitely a, a white milky liquid in there. You didn't notice that. We'll grant you that. 
So you saw a bunch of empty jars labeled Encyclopedia Gallifreya. And then you invented this entire world <laughs> where they have invented a technology where you talk into an empty jar and go boop with a lid. <laughs> and then later on, someone can open that jar and listen to it. <laughs> um, all right. I'm, I'm looking at the page. Okay. It says, instead of being traditionally read, voices could be heard from within the bottles. Where are you reading this? This is on fandom. That came from a prose, though, apparently. So I guess that one doesn't count. But That was in regard to the Encyclopedia Gallifreya? Mm-hmm. Was it really? But you hadn't read that before. So how did you, how did you come up with this? All? I am loving that's what like, you've invented. That's like a trope, isn't that's it? That's a thing? No, it's like, not a thing is that at a thing? all. Like in, um, it's not generally in sci-fi movies. Like a cartoon. It's, no, it's in like, like a fantasy novels no. where like. Really? No, I don't yeah, think Yeah, that's a thing I thought where people no. will like store information by talking into a jar or whatever. I have no. never heard of that. I love this concept though. I am all about it. And I, I just, I love that you saw empty jars and went, happened. well, naturally those are the jars yes, that you're talking yes. to and seal up the information so that someone can listen to it later. I love that you, so you like invented this whole backstory. I love it. I, I love that's it. what it was. That's, <laughs> I love that not only did you come up with all of this, you're dumbfounded as to how we don't get, like we're not right on board with it. Like, I, I thought mean, I that just, was a common thing. I thought that's what it was. Like, what, Yeah, what's what? wrong with you that? You guys don't know about the talking jars? What? I don't know. <laughs> Everyone has one of those. So oh, funny. that is fantastic. Oh, man. Okay, so Corbin, you now need to go out okay. and write the story. Yeah. That, with the kid that doctor. utilizes that as a communication, as a, as a knowledge transference device. Get the kid needs, doctor. Yes. Get the kid doctor. <laughs> so who, who needs pen and paper when I've got me some yeah. talking jars? All right. <laughs> Can you listen to it multiple times, though? (laughs) Oh, is it a one-time use thing, or I don't know? Does it echo around forever? This is the last. That's the important thing. Words of me, only one person can hear it. (laughs) And then there's some prankster jar where you open it up, and it's just somebody going. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! (laughs) Ah, I spent a hundred bucks on this talking jar. And it was somebody making noises. All right. And the thing is, you can't even test it out. Yeah, no, you can't. No it. samples. No samples. Uh, so that brings us down to who's who. So who is Clara Oswald? The doctor says she's a girl about so high. Feisty. <laughs> what an excellent description. <laughs> I love, I, I love, pretty good. Um, she died again, sort of. She's catching up with uh, Rory. Yeah, uh, she really is. Wow. How many times did we say Rory ended he up dying? Died like, like 13 nine times. times. <laughs> it was just like, well, at the I time, we said, said more he had than died. The doctor. He yeah. had died more times than the doctor. It was like 13. And, and he was an 11th companion, so that would have meant he had to have died at least 12 times. And I'm thinking 13 sounds right. I'm yeah. thinking he died 13 times. Um, Clara died like four or five. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we uh, man, we probably should have put that on the checklist. Why How many times is this Clara like died? a thing? With <laughs> 11th Doctor companions, because even Amy died dying several over and over times. Yeah, dying. Uh, yeah, Amy, Just your Amy died several times as day, well. Normal dying dying-ness. constantly and every day dyingness. It's so much the saying? amount of times that the companions have died. It doesn't seem like the Doctor is all that special. It's like <laughs> I can regenerate. Sure, like he can live really long, but like. Rory did that. <laughs> and then 
the Rory, Rory has lived longer and died more times than the doctor. On That's average, funny. one of the doctor's companions dies more than the average person. <laughs> on average, yeah, that's a, that's a horrible statistic, right? Here. All right, so I'm gonna, I'm going to add Clara deaths to the uh, checklist, and so I'm putting right now I'm putting sorta for this episode. So I need to know. So she was the uh, she was the girl in the Dalek Asylum. She died. Then she technically died twice. We there. counted that one as twice, right? I or well, so, yeah. okay, there was we had some discussion about whether or not she actually died or if she was just converted into a Dalek. I think she died, and then they. What do you think, Corbin? Converted her into a dog. I don't know. She was still conscious, so I guess she didn't technically die. I I took it more as a conversion. It's kind of like being turned into a Cyberman. You're not dead, but you're sort of dead, but you're not dead. <laughs> so so she died at the end of that episode. Then when we meet her again, she is the the Countess, right? And she dies in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh. What else? Is it just uh, this one? I, I think so. No, I feel like she's died again. Hasn't she? We I see her so. gravestone. She didn't die in the episode with the spoonheads. Her gravestone was for the countess. The the yeah, that same yeah. episode with the snowman. That was the same hmm. the same iteration of her. I think it was just three so far. That does not sound three. Right. That we've only counted two there. She died in the Dalek Asylum. She died with the snowmen. And episode. then she died in, in this, this episode. episode. In this episode. Okay, so I'm, I'm calling this one sorta. So we're going to say two and a half. I say we would have counted that for Rory, though. We were like counting uh, everything for Rory. I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give you that. Like one. anything so that remotely mm-hmm. looks like a death. Yeah, he definitely died. All right, so she, she's died three. I swear. People are There's shouting it into their iPods right now because we're missing an obvious one. But I, I swear she died like it was another sort of death. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. She got uploaded as as when with the um the Spoonheads episode, but then she just got re-downloaded, so she didn't die in that she one at all. Perfectly fine there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll we'll mm, keep a, a running know. tally of that. Uh, let's see. The doctor finally confronts Clara and says, "What are you? A trick? A trap?" And she kind of has a freak out moment when he does this, right? She's like, chill out, doctor. Yeah, she's like, you know, and then she almost falls backwards down the chasm and he grabs her. And he's like, oh, no, it's it's just you. It's just, you know, you're just simple old Clara. And she's like, I'm more scared of you right now than anything that TARDIS could throw at me. So she's like genuinely freaking out. What is this happened? I don't get it. I didn't do anything. So, um... And then there was a line where uh, the doctor says, you ran away with a spaceman in a box. Anything could happen. And she says, I'm counting on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> typical, typical uh, new who companion stuff right mm-hmm. there, which I've noticed is not quite the same with classic who companions. Yeah. Some of them are just kind of there. <laughs> they often seem actually quite reluctant to be there. Some. Yeah. I mean, like uh, the, the, the first two, Ian and Barbara were like, get us home. You know, please. Like, I mean, Ian was still like going to be the hero kind of guy, but. That was just the whole time he still he wanted was stuck to there. Get back. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. So who is the doctor? Um, he's <laughs> he says uh, to so he tricks the Van Balen brothers into getting into the TARDIS and then locks them in and says, "Don't ever get into a spaceship with a madman." Didn't anyone ever teach you that? <laughs> <laughs> he like, sets the uh, TARDIS to freaking uh, self destruct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. He he Take mentions. Time. Oh, Jared, Jared's going to talk some about this. Time lords, no dress sense, dreadful hats, but smart. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. Dreadful hats. Yeah, dreadful hats. Yes. Dreadful hats. Yes. Uh, let's see. He says, okay, we're not doing hugging. I get that now. <laughs> so, uh, all right. All right. Okay. okay we'll, we'll just move along. Mental jack. That's right. Uh, the old wiggly button trick, he says. <laughs> you know, that one. <laughs> The old wiggly button trick. Is that right up there with uh, toggling? Yes. The old wiggly button trick. (laughs) Uh, And then he's got a line where he says to Clara, secrets protect us, secrets make us safe. And it's like, ooh. That one when he was talking about his name? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so so here's the thing, right? So she died, but then we undid that Mm -hmm. because... He he and she got out of there, not before the Van Balen brothers ended up getting actually turned into time zombies. But then all of it got undone. And, and then all of it got undone. So let's uh let's can we talk a little bit about uh some some wibbly wobblies here? Because this was real really interesting. We've talked before about time loops, right? Mm-hmm. And how uh, most of the time, not all the time, but, but a lot of the time, time loops are presented as an unbreakable chain, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Meet the Robinsons was sort of like that. Mm-hmm. Bias Bootstraps was sort of like that. Uh, diff- different stories present that. This one did the thing that sometimes sci- sci-fi will do this, right? Star Trek is famous for doing this, right? <laughs> Establishing a time loop and then, well, we've got to break out of it because we've got to save the heroes, right? Yeah. Um, we, we have to have the next episode. We can't just stay here in this time loop. Um, <laughs> so we'll change episode. one minor thing, yes. which you shouldn't be able to change, but eh, never mind. Because that's not how time <laughs> travel works. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but yeah. meh, it will work uh, anyway. Meh. So we have that happening here <clears throat> from the get-go, right? So we have the TARDIS going crazy and this little grenade-looking thing rolling into the control room. And that was like, really confusing when it happened because it's like, what is that? Because we had just seen one of the, the Van Balen brothers holding one of those. Mm-hmm. We had just seen so that's that. That's what we assumed. So it was like, how did he throw it through the doors that are still closed? Cause it looked like it came through the doors too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Clara picks it up and it burns her hand. And then we start to see throughout the episode, every time she looks at her hand, there's, you know, the, the, the burn mark is getting darker and darker until it gets to the point where it has burned the, le- the, the phrase big friendly button into her hand, which tips ah, the doctor. I see. Which, by the way, the Wakia pointed out, if you do a side by side of the the whatever the button thing was, the egg shaped thing, the way it says big friendly button, the way it is written looks nothing like what is yeah. on her hand <laughs> at all. Like it's different font. It's different size. The alignment is different. I mean, like everything about it, <coughs> that could not have made those marks on her hand at all. <laughs> However, what's interesting about it is in, in the beginning of the episode, we have the, the, the grenade, the big friendly button rolling in, Clara picking it up and it not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when they catch back up, you know, when they get to the end of the, the time loop that we discover we're in, right? We get to the end of the time loop and the doctor says, aha, like he figures it out. Oh, we're in a time loop. And he decides I'm going to do the same thing that I did before, but I'm going to do it better. Right? So he learned from it. He learned that when Clara picked it up, all it did was burn her hand and didn't give us the information we needed in time. So I'm going to go through 
And instead of just chucking it through, I'm going to go through and talk to myself. Which violates every Everything rule of Doctor Who. All of the things we've said before. Man. How do you exist? Oh, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, what I think is so funny is how often the Doctor says, you can't crisscross your own timeline, except for all of the times that he does. <laughs> you know, I'm the one exception case, to that rule. Huh? Yeah. Especially in this case where not only is he crisscrossing, he is crisscrossing his own timeline to deliberately change the timeline. Oh, no, right. Which, as we've established, is not supposed to be able to happen in the Reavers show up or whatever those things were called. Uh, I the, think the there's been gargoyle like three things. different ways yeah. that it, that's it's, ended up happening. Exactly, yeah. The, the, the gargoyle things show up or we break the whole universe or, meh, they largely <laughs> resolve themselves, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> all these things last episode, can't both be true wasn't that the last episode, the last that? episode. Yeah. yeah he's like yeah they mostly resolve themselves it's except fine. for the times when i harness paradoxes to power the tardis and you're yes like, it's wait fine. you can't Meh. talk about paradoxes in these ways it's fine it's, it's not <laughs> fine shut up and eat your popcorn it's fine <laughs> so yeah so that was interesting where he decides to and by the way the wikia pointed out that this is now the second time that the doctor that, that, that something the doctor did caused the TARDIS to explode, which created a rift in time, mm-hmm. which caused time energy to leak through. In one case, being fatal to the point of erasing it <laughs> from ever yeah. having existed. In this version, it just causes echoes. Time was spilling out. It wasn't time energy this time. It was literally like mm-hmm. time itself spilling out of the center of the TARDIS or whatever. It can still and interact so, with you for some reason. Exactly. So the doctor decides to go through that rift to fix it. I mean, this is exactly what he did with the crack. Yeah. Except instead of going back to like save the entire universe, he's just going back to save himself. Mm. So then you end up with the, of course, it's a paradox where the doctor hits the button, but you know, he, because he hit the button, he will never have been in the position to have given himself the button to push but paradoxes mostly and resolve themselves anyway. It's okay. Shut up and eat your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was it was interesting to see that progression of the time yeah. loop where, and we we only get to go through the loop one time. That's that's the interesting thing to me mm-hmm. is that we don't really establish that it's a loop. Yeah. I mean, until the very end, we don't know that it, that it's it is a time loop because if the doctor had done the exact same thing, it just starts all over again, right? With him dying on the on the back end of the loop. So he's like, well, that's not going to work out okay. I'm going to change things. So I'm going to go talk to myself and shut up and eat your popcorn. All right. <laughs> Guys, Noobs in the Hoobian is also brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do, you want to give a little bit of value back, here's what you can do. Head on over to noobsandthehoobian.com slash support. You thought I was going to say Patreon. Some of you have been paying attention and knew that I wasn't. Noobsandthehoobian.com slash support is going to give you all the information about the different ways that you can support it. So one of the, the ways, the best way, is to become a regular giver at Patreon. And you'll find the links to that, patreon.com slash noobsandthehoovian. On that page, and for as little as a dollar a month, you can join up as a Fez patron. For $5 a month, you'll be a bow tie patron. And because bow ties are cool, you'll get a shout out on the show each week. At $15 a month, you become a hosting host, not only covering our monthly hosting cost, but you'll also have the opportunity to guest host on an upcoming episode. Uh, the other ways that you can help is, here's the simplest way. You want to know the simplest, cheapest, easiest way that you can help support us? Go to noobsandthehoobian.com slash support 
and click on the BritBox banner on the bottom of the page because that will take you over. If you want to sign up for BritBox, which, by the way, you need to because we're about to do another Classic Who episode. Mm -hmm. If you sign up by clicking on our link, that'll help support us a little bit. But if you click on that and you have no intention of getting BritBox, but you're going to buy something else at Amazon, we will still get credit for that (laughs) because you used our link. It doesn't matter. So use the link. Buy a million things. That's right. Just before you go do your Christmas shopping. Go to noobsinthehoovian.com slash support. Click on our banner at the bottom. Um, And then another way, kind of an in-between way that you can help out, is if you can uh, do some one-time help. Uh, As we've mentioned, we're having a hard time with streaming now. And and by the way, um, oh, who was it? I think it was Christina. Hit me up on the Facebook page, and she said, hey, I got some help for you. Um, Doctor Who is going over to HBO Max. HBO Max finally launched. And if you're an AT&T subscriber... You get it for free. And I was like, we're with Google Fi. <laughs> so we can't do it for free. But anyway, uh, so what you can do, though, is you can uh, donate for, I believe, as little as $2. Um, you'll you'll sponsor an episode. Is it $2 or $3? It's something like that. You can sponsor an episode or for $15, you can sponsor an entire season and allow us to uh, to purchase those through Amazon Video since they're no longer included with Prime. So again, head over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash support and become a supporting patron of family-friendly independent media today. All right, so uh, we are down now to our classic Who connection. Jared has got some fun information for us. Uh, there's lots of uh, little connections here. Some of them I knew about, some of them I did not. So let's hear what Jared's got to say. Sad. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your Classic Who Connections for Journey to the Center of the TARDIS. Is, is, is. All right. So this was an exciting episode because we got to see what's inside the heart of the TARDIS. And as you guys have already probably discussed, or just in case you haven't, uh, this came about because... Uh, Moffat and a few others working on Doctor Who at the time were disappointed with a classic Who episode called The Invasion of Time, specifically part six of the serial The Invasion of Time, uh, where they journey into the heart of the TARDIS. They they go, they're stuck in the TARDIS at one point in time uh, because they've had to turn on this safety mechanism uh, to avoid being invaded by the Centaurans. And so they're rummaging through, working through the catacombs of the TARDIS. And this w- this is a wonderful opportunity to, you know, show that there's no limit on what you could do. I mean, what the TARDIS could look like, what's inside. And they were finally going to see all the stuff that they've talked about that are inside the TARDIS. And what do they get because of budget constraints? They filmed it at a, I wasn't really sure if it was a rundown hospital or an abandoned hospital or disabused or whatever, no longer use, I don't know. If it was still in use, it's not a place that I'd want to go. But uh, they were wandering around this old hospital, let's just say. And uh, in the loading dock area, I guess, and in some of the patients' rooms and things. And it just, the, it, the workshop area where they find K9 it looks like they've got trash bags over the windows so that you can't see outside. So it looks like it's in the TARDIS. I mean, it was just, it was bad. Uh, it was disappointing. Moffat was disappointed. Others the, others were disappointed. So uh, all that to say, this is, was made as like the uh, 
redo of the uh, the concept of that episode. So I think it's really cool that they did that. And if you have a BritBox subscription, go check out. We're talking season 15. The serial is The Invasion of Time. And look at part six specifically if you don't want to watch the whole of that uh, serial. It's with the fourth Doctor. And check out what they've done for the heart of the TARDIS. It's uh, disappointing is an understatement. So, all right. Enough about that. Let's get on to some real uh, connections here. Um, the, the 11th Doctor talks about Time Lords having bad dress sense and dreadful hats. And if you go to the uh, first um, the, the first serial of that, uh, or the first episode, sorry, of that serial, um, or, or it might be the second episode, part part one or part two, um, the, of the invasion of time, and you you'll see some Gallifreyan traditional garb, these hats that come up from behind their heads and fan out and go onto these like big shoulder pad covering things and and these robes and stuff. I mean, maybe he's making a point, you know, he's, he's joking about how he's always saying that bow ties are cool, but maybe they're really not, but he still wears them because he likes them. But I think he's talking back to the old Gallifrey robes, uh, especially of the Time Lords. It's it's awful. Um, it's like, you look at him like, who, who could even walk around in those things? How would that be functional at all? But... Um, so maybe he's talking about that. Maybe he's talking about the fourth doctor's extra long scarf. I don't know. But uh, I definitely think that the bad dress sense and dreadful hats is a classic Who reference. Once we're in the TARDIS, once we're walking around in the middle of the TARDIS, we finally get to catch a glimpse of the swimming pool. Much more Romanesque than I had imagined, but very cool. Uh, until now, we'd only heard about it. Uh, or seeing the effects of the water as it's sloshed out when the TARDIS is spinning around out of control. Uh, but we get to see it a little bit. Uh, we see the Seventh Doctor's umbrella that was usually a part of his outfit. It was carried around with him uh, as much of a part of his outfit as anything else. Uh, the Sixth Doctor had a, a umbrella that he commonly carried. It was multicolored, which matched his clownish outfit. Uh, but the Seventh Doctor was much more common looking with the black cloth, but the handle was in an iconic shape of a question mark. So that's how you know that's the Seventh Doctor's umbrella there. Uh, originally, that was going to be a room with items referencing all of the classic Doctors or all the Doctors up to this point, but uh, they kept it to just that and a few other things that didn't have to do really with classic Who. Uh, we talked in the last episode, I think it was, maybe it was two episodes ago, we talked about the Eye of Harmony, and now we get to see it, so that was kind of cool. Uh, the fourth and the seventh Doctors talked about the architectural reconfiguration system this is the first time we see it, and this is really the most information we have about it. It's sort of used as a hand wave uh, explanation before. Um, now we, we actually kind of have an explanation of it and more information about it and get to see it, which was really cool. Uh, the interior layout of the TARDIS is not fixed. It has changed before. The earliest mention of this that I could find was with the fourth doctor in Legopolis. But there might have been some before, maybe a lost episode or something. But anyway, at least goes as far back as the fourth Doctor, that the TARDIS sort of changes the interior layout uh, at its own will. 
and then we see the the doctor closing the TARDIS door. Now this is on the inside, closing the TARDIS door from the TARDIS console. We see that for the first time actually in New Who. But this was something he used to do all the time in Classic Who, that the Doctor used to do all the time. Back when the interior door of the TARDIS looked not like a police call box door, uh, which now the door kind of looks the, the same from both sides, which answers, you know, fixes a lot of continuity issues if you do it that way. So, uh, but this is the first time we see something that was common in Classic Who done in New Who there. That, that was kind of cool. And then, finally, this is thanks to the TARDIS Wikia. I also found it on a BBC website. Um, but we'll just go with uh, the uh, fandom TARDIS Wikia uh, and give them the credit there. So while, I mean, I, I noticed some of these and recognized them, but I appreciate that someone went through and really got down specifically what people were saying and where it came from. So while time is leaking from the TARDIS, the following quotes are heard from Classic Who. There are other quotes from New Who heard also, but these are the Classic Who ones. We have Susan Foreman in An Unearthly Child saying, I made up the name TARDIS, T-A-R-D-I-S, time and relative dimension in space. Uh, we also have the third Doctor and his companion Joe saying, the TARDIS is dimensionally transcendental. And Joe says, what does that mean? Uh, that's from the Colony in Space, the serial Colony in Space. And then we have the fourth doctor saying, that's trans-dimensional engineering, a key Time Lord discovery from the serial The Robots of Death. And then back to an unearthly child, we have Ian Chesterton saying, a thing that looks like a police box standing in a junkyard, etc., etc. So talking about the um, being surprised that the TARDIS can go anywhere that it wants in time and space. Uh, again, that's Ian Chesterton, Unearthly Child. Well, that's it for that I found for the Classic Who Connections. Uh, so I I had fun with this one. I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was uh, uh, structurally the best, but you know what? I'm still going to give it 9 out of 10 because uh, they really... Um, because they, they updated a Classic Who concept and, and really made up for the lack of seeing the interior of the TARDIS. And, and because they, I, I don't know, to, to work an episode around that concept, I just thought was a really great idea and deserves uh, props for that. So 9 out of 10 uh, remakes of the interior of the TARDIS. And uh, I'm going to give it 200 creep levels for the zombie Clara's, uh, yeah, that was weird and creepy. And that's all I have to say about that. So thanks to the TARDIS Wikia. Thanks to, I'll go ahead and say BBC website, although some of the information there was, you know, I didn't get any new information from them, but, uh, you know, I was on there, so I'll give them credit too. And uh, thanks to the noobs and the Whovian for having me on. I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. All right, Jared, thanks for that. Um, that was some... Fantastic. Uh, some connections there. Uh, I love that um, the writer and the showrunner decided, hey, you know that one episode that we hated from our childhood? Let's, what if let, we recreated it? Yeah, or like yeah, at least a concept from it. Like, let's yeah. let's fix it. I love that. <laughs> I love that uh, w- that in this modern era, we can do things like that. Yeah. Um, it's like, hey, remember like this thing that sucked? What if we made it not <laughs> suck? Yeah, and what's funny <laughs> is with shows like, like Doctor Who, um, and then 
Star Trek and Star Wars, you know, the, mm-hmm. just these long, long running franchises. And even like some of the just sitcoms and stuff where like Roseanne made a comeback and all these kind of crazy things. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that sometimes they go back and they fix stuff because mm-hmm. now you have, now you have people who were fans of the, of the franchise now running that franchise. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, obviously some people. It's like the some people, people that, that grew went, up with it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some, some people disagree about how well mm-hmm. that that gets pulled off, whether it be Doctor Who or Depends any on of the other ones. The but yeah, even still fun, fun times yeah. um, of getting to dive into all that kind of stuff. So I loved, loved learning that. And then Jared gave it nine out of 10 TARDIS remakes. So he came out strong. Uh, mm. Trip, what are you thinking? Um, I mean, I like it, but, but I just feel like there wasn't much like storyline in this oh. episode. There wasn't a lot of storyline. Like it was, Oh, there's these three people. They're on a spaceship. One's a robot, not robot. And Tars exploding. Like that was really uh, like, I like the concept with the leaking time, but right. I just feel like, like this You're could doing have a whole totally lot of tearing been, down for the number you're about to say. This could have totally <laughs> been like That's what he a does. short, like 20 minute thing. If you just got rid of the characters and they could have just done a little short, like right. 15 minutes. So if you just eliminate the plot and the characters. Yeah, it could have been done in five minutes. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> if you that just had be the Doctor and Clara <laughs> exploring the thing, this could be a short, like 10 minute thing. So yeah, I'm going to give this... I think I'm going to bring it down some. I was going to say <laughs> 8.5, but now I'm going to say 8. Oh, eight wow. Such a low things. rating, man. 8 out of 10 lava things. All right, Corbin, what about you? I agree. 8 Encyclopedia Gallifreya. <laughs> I mean, I do think he had a point. There wasn't, like, a whole lot of story in this story. It really was. They're just, <laughs> they're just looking for Clara for yeah. most of the episode, and that yeah. was about it. Okay. All right. So eight, eight out of 10. And so I, I think it's funny. You guys are really like kind of like tearing it apart. And then you're like, so it's an eight. I'm not tearing um, it apart. I'm just I'm, saying there wasn't a whole lot of story, but it was still good. I'm going to give it six out of 10 snarls. Snarls. <clears throat> Wait, a lot of times I messing with us for tearing it down. And you're like, well, it sucked. No, anyway. what I think is no, funny is y'all are tearing it down and then, and then giving, giving it an it eight. Good, sure. um, because I, I don't know that I agree that there wasn't a story. A lot of times when y'all say that, I don't understand what you mean. But uh, for me, this one was, uh, you know how I have those episodes where I, I go, oh, this one. And then we watch it and I'm like, this, this was, was amazing. amazing. Why did Whoa. I? This was the opposite. Not one of these. <laughs> no, it was the opposite. <laughs> This, this was one where I was really for looking episode, forward to this and one. And then you're like, yeah, hmm. I was really <laughs> looking forward to seeing this one again. Cause this is one I've, I've not rewatched since the first time I saw it. And while we were watching it, I was just kind of like, eh, this, this is sucks. not remote. Yeah. This like it wasn't what I, what I, this was kind of like flight of the navigator where we I'm mentioned like, this. So I much. remember a whole other show. It's like, this is not at all what I watched. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I don't know what it was. I, I did not like the time zombies. I, I think it was too convoluted. Yeah. I do it like that they play. I, I like the wibbly wobbliness at the end. Yeah. Um. Well, I take them back. I like the wibbly wobbly that happened in the middle where you have yeah. like the time echoes and some of the echoes are from the future, you know, and I, I like <laughs> some of that stuff, but it was just too inconsistent. Um, 
And by by the end of the episode, I just it didn't it hadn't grabbed me. Yeah. I love when they're in the center of the TARDIS. I yeah, love yeah. that 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 white out room with the parts flying around. I love that. Um, I like the fact that we finally have broached the subject with Clara of mm-hmm. I met you before and you died and then I met you again and you died again and then I met you again. Um, so I'm glad as that a we're, kid then met you back as an adult. Uh, oh, for that matter. Well, no, he didn't know that he knew her as a kid. When he, yeah. Are you talking about that 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 prequel mini episode where he's talking to the little girl yeah. in the swing? He didn't know that was her. Remember? Wait, but didn't as he was walking away, she was like, "Come along, Clara." Yes. And he turned up and was like, "No, he didn't." No, he didn't. That's the thing oh. is, he was out of earshot when that happened. So we all looked at each other like that, but he did not. He didn't hear it. Um, so yeah, I forgot about that. He's he's running to her, you know, over and over and over again. Um, so there is some good stuff, and that's the thing is like I just mentioned a lot of good stuff in this episode, and I still just don't like it. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. I, I've said this before, and I'm saying it again. All right. So creep levels out of five hundred. Jared gave it two hundred, uh, pretty much for the uh, lava monster things. I'm gonna I'm gonna go two fifty. Uh, eh, maybe two twenty five. I'm gonna go two twenty five, mm-hmm. and again, that's just entirely for the time zombies. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to go a little bit lower than what you have. I'm just going to go 150. Like like you said, just the time zombies and I don't know. So freaky. Yeah. (laughs) And the idea of having to like fight yourself. Oh, yeah. Kind of like makes it even worse. It's like, I don't want to fight you. Neither do I. Why are we fighting? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm zombie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I am a zombie, I must fight myself. I must, I must kill, kill you, not zombies. For some reason, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Corbin, what about you? I'm gonna say 125. I mean, the zombies. Would you care to elaborate? <laughs> anyway, they weren't no. super freaky. Okay. No, no. I think no. they did again do a good job of like, ooh, what is the weird creature? And then when you see it, it's still like, like it's still freaky. It's not just super dumb. What Honestly, what was the last episode? Uh, I don't know. Was the last episode Hyde? Uh, no, that was 104. No. So what was... But 105 did a similar No, 105 thing. was Bill and Ted. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah so we had okay, Hyde, so. and then what was the one before that? Because I felt like when we watched Hyde, we said, oh my gosh, we have two scary ones in a row. What was uh, what was 104? Uh, uh, no, 104 was Hyde. 103 was Cold War. So we had Skullback. Oh, yeah. All right. So I was like, oh my gosh, man. And, like, was, and, and, and then this one is just like one. the capper, you know? So Skullback was kind of crap, but... Well, but it was but made I mean, out to be a yes. scary thing. Like it was this that was a scary, creepy Doctor Who episode, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're fun and adventurous, and sometimes they're wibbly wobbly, and sometimes they're scary. And this was and this a scary was like one. a wibbly And then Hyde was like terrifying, and then this mm-hmm. one was supposed to be terrifying and maybe didn't pull it off. But um, it <laughs> this is one was kind of wibbly wobbly with time. That's what I yeah, think. Ooh, it was both. Whoa. Yeah, double. Right, so that brings us to theories, guys. So now what are y'all thinking? About Clara. Honestly, I have no idea. I think she's a normal person because she literally said so herself. <laughs> ah. why, why are you talking like that? <laughs> because I can. Okay. <laughs> so you think there is no mystery? I, I, That's the mystery. I don't know. All right? I, I think it's multiple generations. Uh, what? So, Cla- so Clara Oswald not, is the daughter of It's Clark. not literally the same person? They're, yeah. They're doing Back to the Future? Yeah. yeah, where like your great 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 grandpappy looks exactly like <laughs> you, but with a with a, uh, Mir- a mustache. I mean, yeah, and your mom does are, too. <laughs> not all of them are Clara Oswin Oswald, so 
They're not That's named exactly true. the same. So are they rel- are they relatives? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Relatives, right. not the same person. All right. So Corbin, uh, I'm sorry. Trip thinks that all of the different Claras are uh, are actually different people that just happen to look a lot alike, like the McFly, like the McFly family. Yeah. And Corbin <laughs> thinks that Clara is just a straight up normal person. So what's the deal with the other Claras? Those are also normal peoples who are Clara. I don't know. What? It's, <laughs> it's a load like, of I crap. give up. It's like Bad Wolf. They've given us basically nothing for most of the series. And then big reveal right and at the end. And then they're going to smack across the is, face. It's going to be like, what? that didn't make any speaking sense. Speaking of uh, re- me remembering things incorrectly, I remember way more Strax in this series mm-hmm. than has turned out to be. Now he'll he's be back one. in the next episode in the Crimson Horror. I think he's back. Yeah. And then I think he's in the Nightmare in Silver as That's well. That's actually the next, next episode, I think. Huh? That's the next episode of Doctor Who, but that's not the next episode we're doing. I think it is, actually. Uh, well, I'm, I'm talking, it doesn't matter. Like I said, think, our schedule is getting wibbly-wobbly, but the next episode of Doctor Who, the Crimson Horror, or just a Crimson Horror? I don't know, something like that. Uh, yeah, the Crimson Horror and then the Nightmare mm-hmm. in Silver. Um, I think both of those have Wait, strikes. those are both scary. Uh, yeah. Wait, is it a two-parter or is it two different... Uh, no, episodes. oddly enough, uh, 702 didn't have any, um, didn't have any two-parters. Why yeah. do I feel like that happened mm. with, there was with. one season where that <laughs> happened already. Was that with the 10th or is that I don't also- think that happened at all, Trip. I think you're wrong. I am, <laughs> I am looking at what, uh, at, at Matt Smith's time. Uh, we had in Matt Smith's series five, we had three two part stories Time of Angels, Flesh and Stone, Hungry Earth, Cold Blood, Pandora Opens, and The Big Bang. And then in series six, we had The Impossible Astronaut, Day of the Moon, Rebel Flesh, and The Almost People. And then this season, uh, 701, or no, wait. Oh, it's jumping around on me. <laughs> yeah, all of series seven are standalone episodes, there are no mm. multi parters at all. Weird. Yeah. 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 But um, I remember there being way more Strax, and I remember mm-hmm. there being way more mystery about the impossible girl. So, there has it so you're be, just overplaying everything. It may, <laughs> and maybe the next five it, episodes is say, only well, Strax and everything there's not about. There's five episodes left. There's three left. There's 11, 12, and 13. That's it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, How so, are we going to wrap all this up? That's what I'm saying. And, and here's the thing is sometimes stories do this to me. Where right. someone will do some world building by dropping one simple line, and and then you'll and then, dream it to be well. That's the thing is like, that's what it's supposed to do, right? It, yeah, it's world building. It's but then supposed you remember to remember it as if it was this huge major thing yeah. that was a big plot point and that it was discussed like, multiple times, like the fly of the like, navigator, where huh. we like went to like right. hundreds <laughs> yeah. of different places. Right, right. And, the like five minute uh, segment towards the end of the movie, I thought was the entire movie. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, there's, there's a lot less strikes going on and a lot less hints about Clara. There's, I mean, there's talk about it, but we're not getting anywhere with it. And it is kind of, it is kind of frustrating me a little bit. There's a part of me now that wishes I hadn't even brought it up for you guys, but the theory section has been so much fun for us that Mm -hmm. I decided, and, and, and the, uh, the river song season was just half of the arc 
episode was talking about theories. I mean, like, it was just, yeah, river's so actually to... Mel, and then river's actually <laughs> previous river, which river is actually is not. Everyone. Yes, river, river is everyone, plays every character. the Tesselecta. Yeah. And then I was like, episode, and it's, it's like also the doctor. Nine, right. <laughs> right. Uh, so let's see. Um, we'll, we'll just, I don't know. We'll, we'll keep tinkering around with these theories. I like that you guys Maybe are Maybe in are the pushing. next three episodes. It, it must be. What mm-hmm. I hope, I hope it's in the next three. I hope it's not like we get to the last episode and then everything happens that I rem- am vaguely remember. <laughs> or it just doesn't even happen in this season. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be terrible. Right. I'm completely misremembering it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so under listener input, um, I'm just going to say this. We haven't gotten a new review since August. Just saying. That's not listener input. It's not listener input. That is correct, Corbin. <laughs> it is a lack of listener input because we haven't gotten a review that I'm aware of since August. Are you sad? Moving on. Moving on. Uh, So the game plan next week, um, as I said, we continue with series 702 with episode 11, the Crimson Horror. And then after that, uh, because we are on the ball this time, guys, we are releasing the sixth Dr. Primer minisode early. So episode 107 is going to get you all caught up. It's going to tell you everything you need to know about the sixth doctor. 107.5. What did I say? 107. Said Sorry. Episode it's 107. Very different. It is very different. Yes, episode 107.5 episode. will be a Jared Sode. Jared Sode. How do you pronounce that? I don't know. I just I made it up. Jared Sode. Jared Sode. That'll get us all caught up. And then 108 is going to be a regular episode. 109 will be covering the sixth doctor uh, uh, serial called The Two Doctors. So we're going to give you 107.5 so that you have plenty of time to hear the primer before you dive into that three-parter that is 45-minute episodes. Because remember, this one season of Classic Who featured 45-minute episodes. So, um, And like I said, guys, uh, the the schedule is getting a little bit wibbly-wobbly, but we're going to do our best to keep you up to date on on what to watch next. So for next week, watch the Crimson Horror and then make sure that you you refresh your feeds um, on the Wednesday after that episode comes out so that you can catch the Classic Who uh, mm-hmm. Rewind Primer on the 6th Doctor. Guys, News and the Hooping cool. is a production of Master Closet Studios where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I am Tripp. Our production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for the Classic Who connection. And shout-outs, as always, to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. You can find us at Facebook.com slash NoobsInTheHoovian or Twitter.com slash NoobsHoovian. You can also email us directly at NoobsInTheHoovian at gmail.com. Consider supporting us at NoobsInTheHoovian.com slash support. Make sure you head on over to the main website to get all these links and more, including the full show notes. Wherever you found us, make sure that you subscribe, like us, leave us a rating, leave us a rating, leave us a review, share us with a friend. Not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. Until next time, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoovy, and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the, the news. news. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Be whip.